Betting Preview Podcast from Pregame.com. Pregame.com. Broadcasting straight from the Las Vegas Strip. Vegas, baby. With your host, R.J. Bell. I saw him on ESPN. Can I call Marco Daddy? VR seems wild. Kansas State at Kansas Thursday Night Football on the Fox Network. Marco, what should betters be looking at? Well, RJ, both teams are coming off embarrassing losses in their last game. So I look for both teams to go back to basics with the coaching styles of their head coaches. And that's going to give us value in the total in this game. And I'm going to have a play on the, the under in the game, and we'll explain why. Okay, so you give projections on these games, and then each week you have your best bat-free pick. And it's not on this game, though. So clearly, when people think Kansas State, they're thinking about last Thursday's demolition that they experienced at the hands of Nebraska. So clearly, my gut feeling is playing on Kansas State would have advantages because we, all, we always talk about it. People remember what they see. They saw Kansas State look horrible. It's going to take a gutsy better to back Kansas State here, though... Then the question becomes, people remember that Kansas was beaten by a 1-double-A school. So what's making you not like either side here? There's got to be pros and cons on both sides. Well, there is. Well, first of all, the knee-jerk reaction, obviously, like you said, the Nebraska game is most visible in people's minds because it happened last Thursday. There are going to be some people that would say, hey, that was Nebraska, and, and they'll say Nebraska is really that good, and let's say Kansas State. Yeah, but the line back. was ten and a half. Remember, it's expectations. They weren't. Unfortunately, I liked <laughs> Kansas State in that spot, and I never felt like I was in the game. Well, when they came out of the tunnel, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, uh, I guess the question is, you. Well, let me ask you this: Is on one hand Kansas State underperformed? On the other hand, if you think they're a decent team at all, this is probably a bounce-back spot. Do you like them less? Has their power ranking been lowered in your mind? And even if it has, do you think they're going to play a little bit better because of the bounce-back? Their power rating would have lowered just slightly. I don't make an over-adjustment because I really think where the adjustment is is on the Nebraska side. I think Nebraska is way better than people because really nobody's got to see a lot of Nebraska yet this year and they had only played one big game so far and that was the Washington game. Yeah, at this point though they, this team's getting a lot. Oh, we're going yeah, to talk about it later in the Texas matchup in another video is that the, they've, been being, they've been bat pretty hard. So, so let's drill down though real quick is really with power rankings there's going to be a team ranking and then there's going to be a game adjustment. So let's say, for example, the Vikings this week, and we're going to be talking about that game, they played on the road on Monday Night Football. So whatever you think their power ranking is, you'd probably make about a point or so game adjustment for the fa- lowering their ranking based upon the fact that they played on the road on Monday night. So it, it sounds like to me with Kansas State you're saying that The team, because of the Nebraska performance, you're adjusting downward, though not over-adjusting. But because of the bounce back with a good coach like Snyder, you might actually 
put them up a point in game adjustment, and thus it pretty much evens out. Is that accurate? It is accurate. And another key factor in this game, we're six weeks into the you know, college football season. This is the first true road game for Kansas State this year. They played a away neutral game earlier in the year, and I believe it was against Iowa State where they played in Missouri. It wasn't a true road game. So this is the first time, you know, six weeks in, I look at the game – they played on Thursday last week, so playing on the road on another Thursday, there's no disadvantage because they are getting their full week of prep. On the flip side, Kansas took the week off last week to come back and play on the short when you Thursday. Said, when you said took the week off based on this season, I'm not sure if they played the game. Did they play a game? <laughs> well, you know, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> all, right, so, all right, so situationally, Kansas State is about even from 10 days ago in your mind. What about Kansas? So, so the question is, Kansas had an embarrassing loss. He had a surprising win at home, the second or third game of the year against the top 20 team. Was it Georgia? It was Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. So where, where's Kansas at as a handicapper in your mind? Kansas is a team, on my mind, that is in a rebuilding mode. Um, they're not as bad as we saw them in that first week where they got beat by North Dakota State at home. But, again, they're not as good as they looked against the right, Georgia But this Tech. is the same thing you told us three weeks ago. What have we seen since? We haven't seen anything since from them because they've, they've had wins and losses. They've played better at home. I will give them that. They're, they've had three games at home. Two of the three at home have been good. What I'm looking at here is both teams are going to rely on the running game to this week. I think they're going to want to minimize mistakes. They're going to play it more back to a basics. You know, you heard me always say that after an, you know, a bad performance, the great Steeler coach Chuck Knowles always used to drill, we're going back to basics. And I think that's what you're going to see from both teams here. Go back to the running game, minimize mistakes. I think that is going to send this game under the total. People are just going to look at this point, the scores that these teams have had in recent games. I mean, obviously, Kansas State gave up a ton right. to Nebraska. So give us your projection. I have this game as a 24-21 type game. I have Kansas State winning it. That's right where the number is. But I'm looking at a total of around 45 points. That's under the 50 and a so half. opinion on the under. Let me close with a few concepts. Uh, we talked a lot about Coach Bill Snyder last week, Kansas State. Um, didn't come through. But this is a guy that really emphasizes this in-state rivalry. He's won 12 of 13 games against the spread against Kansas and 12 of 13 games straight up. So, I mean, 12 of 13, that's total domination. And this is a Kansas team that just a few years ago was in the Orange Bowl, a game I was at, against Virginia Tech. Now they've only covered 3 of 14 ATS. So, and again, there's been a coaching change. That's why. <laughs> yeah, second half of last year and this year, 3 of 14 ATS. Nothing to get excited about there. Okay, now it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with me and Marco. And next up, we're talking about the Friday game, Cincinnati at Louisville. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. For free real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Cincinnati at Louisville, ESPN Friday night. Marco, what should betters be looking at? What they be, should be looking at here is Cincinnati is an undervalued commodity. They started the season slow. New coach, we've talked about that numerous times. 
they're getting it right now. This offense is starting to click, and I think we're going to see fireworks on Friday night because Louisville doesn't have any defense at all. Okay, so that brings up a concept that we really pounded home early this season on the videos is that new coaches typically have heightened expectation but underperformance early. And what typically happens is there's a backlash. Oh, my God, this coach isn't doing as well as we expected. That's why we got rid of the prior guy. And then, you know, a lot of the alums are losing money. They get less support. And just when they start to get it and turn it around is when they're undervalued by the market, giving us a great opportunity. Now, you're saying that that's, that opportunity specifically is on the side towards a lot of scoring here. I do. Cincinnati offense you know, is playing well right now. They've bought into it. And just to elaborate further on what you were saying there, public perception was even more on this team because you talked about that's why they had expectations for the new coach. you got to remember, this was a coaching change that they didn't fire the old coach. The old coach left for greener pastures. So this was almost... No even pun though, intended, Notre Dame, green. Yeah, there you go. But it was a situation where... Having a new coach was actually a letdown than that high expectation. So when they started slow, it was quicker for It was the a reinforcement of, oh, my God, we're never going to be as good as we were. Because let's be honest, Cincinnati wasn't great before Cali. So we got a team that was average, 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 reached the heights of the Division One football, and now they're back to the same old e- thing. Exactly. But now this program is clicking they played Oklahoma very well a couple weeks ago, and then last week they had another big blowout win against lesser competition. I think Cincinnati on Friday night, they're going to be able to move the ball on this Louisville team. Louisville has offense, too. Louisville's been scoring. They've played a much easier schedule, I'll admit that. But Louisville does have, and the reason I'm looking here for the total rather than giving you a side in this game right now, there is a huge revenge factor for Louisville. Last year, Louisville got drilled by 31 points against Cincinnati. So they're playing with some revenge, so you have that added motivation on a Friday night home crowd on TV. Now, here's what's interesting. These schools are are about 100 miles apart, and... So we talked about this in, uh, what was it, TCU-SMU a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, is when you have schools that close and typically the stadiums aren't selling out and getting tickets, are, it's easy to get tickets, you end up having a crowd closer to 50-50 in these very geographically close matchups. And perhaps the home field is overrated because the odds makers typically are putting the three on the home team and not overthinking this. The visitors have covered seven of nine ATS, which kind of speaks to that, I think. Absolutely. And, and so which advantage Cincinnati in this case? Definitely. I agree with you 100%. Um, I also note that on this total, the Sharps didn't wait. This game, the total opened at 55 on this. So a high and, number. And it went to 58 early. I mean, right away. And generally speaking, you know, we're not, again, we've said it 100 times. The general public generally is not betting a Friday game on, on a Tuesday. Till Friday. Till Friday. This, this line happened on Tuesday, this move. All right. Well, give us your official projection. I'm going over the 58. I see this as a 35-31 type shootout game where the team with the ball last could very well be the winner. I say take the over on Friday night. All right. Great stuff. 
Now it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with me and Marco. And next up, in the next uh, video and the next audio podcast, we're moving to weekend college football and NFL action.